always, I hope you enjoyed the main pod. Rich and the crew, sure they tore it up. Good times, excited to hear it. Um, but I got uh, a little ditty here for you myself. Um, each week I'm gonna hop, hop on here if I'm not on the main pod, which I'm not gonna be able to do much of this year. So thank you again to uh, Rich. Huge shout out, big thank you. Um, being able to get that done, obviously having my son, he's a young little fella, it's very tough for me to, to commit to doing the pod. But I'm gonna do my best to do a segment every week. Um, I am gonna jump out in a time or two with Rich throughout the course of the year and we'll get that going. All right, but I did want to give you my picks, um, and I'm going to do every week, I'm going to give you my own picks, and I'm going to do my bet of the week, uh, which is going to be a new little thing for me, kind of like uh, Kellen used to do on his, and I'm just now realizing I need to do my uh, lock of the week and my upset of the week as well, so I'll get those uh, posted today. All right, so <clears throat> for my picks, uh, first game here, Jim, according to Corey Vegas, minus 19.5 versus Jeff. Um, I actually kind of want to pick Jeff here. He's definitely at full strength. I am clearly not, um, but you got to show belief in the boys, and I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, I'm not going to lay the points. I think I, you should take Jeff's points um, here if you are betting at Corey Vegas, but I do think I'm going to get this win. Next matchup, Corey minus 26 versus uh, Corey Hagerman. Minus 26 versus Ryan. Um, I do think Corey's going to win, but that's a lot of points to lay, 26. Um, I, I'm going to stay away from that, but if I had to guess it, oh boy. I'm going to say Ryan plus 26 if I was betting at, uh, at Corey Vegas here on this one, but Corey's going to get the win there. Brennan versus Kellen. This is uh, a huge one. The Brother Bowl. Brennan, he needs a, a solid game here from Josh Allen, um, but I do think he gets the upset. I'm going to go Brennan Moneyline, even though Kellen is favored by 13 at Corey Vegas. So this will be my upset of the week. Uh, Walt versus Scott is pretty much a toss-up. Um, I got zero faith in my decision, but I am going to pick Walt just because Lamar and CMC, uh, they're healthy, they're playing. So I'm going to go with them. We're going we're gonna to see how that works out. Next matchup, Rich versus Dave. Um, this is where I've got my money here with Corey Vegas this week. Dave is a... 14 and a half point favorite. I'm going to lay those points. Um, this is my lock of the week. I think I think Rich is going to get off to the, the rough start that he wants to get off to um, in this matchup. And for Dave, I think this is a big win for him. Um, Arico, minus 21 versus Mike. Um, I do think Arico wins again, but I think Mike covers. 21 is a lot of points, especially this early in the season when the majority of teams are still pretty healthy. Um, I, I would definitely think that Mike covers that, but uh, Arico gets the win there. And then Corey versus Julian. Uh, this is the game of the week. It's two of the best teams in the league. I think I've had them both in the top three or four. Um, I assume Kelsey doesn't play, and assuming that he doesn't play, um, I think that Julian is going to win, and that's where I'm going to that's where I'm going to guess here. So I guess I'd be Julian Moneyline or Julian plus six and a half if I was interested in playing that matchup there. But yeah, that's uh, that's the one there for me, Corey. That's a tough start. Obviously with Kelsey, I think he wins this matchup, but without him, I mean that's a humongous loss there. Um, bet of the week. So every week. I'm going to put down, you know, what my, my favorite bet is for that week on, like, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. Uh, first thing I want you guys to do, though, if you're doing if you're going to do a bet and you're going to follow me, like, expect to lose. You should know that ahead of time. Like, I have had, like, the same exact amount of money in my account since they stopped doing, like, the free promos and basically making money for free. So I've been, like, ebbing and flowing exactly getting back to the same spot. So very interesting. I'm not very good at this. But um, for me, uh, and by the way, check those promos. Like, there's risk-free bets, bets on DraftKings right now. I'm pretty sure FanDuel had them. Maybe even, I think, what's the other one? I used Caesar or something. Uh, so, so check those out because if you can do it risk-free or, you know, get a little extra profit boost or something, like, you should definitely be doing that. But to me, the bet of the week is David Montgomery anytime touchdown. I love it. Um, I did use my no-sweat bet on DraftKings on it. Jamal Chris Jones, he's in that same role that Jamal Williams had, like, 15-plus touchdowns in last year. Still a high over-under, even without Kelsey, in the low 50s there. So that, to me, that's my bet of the week. 
Uh, when I was looking for Bet of the Week, I did find an interesting nugget, though, that I thought you guys would like. So, since 2015, in the opening week, division matchups where the un or matchups where the divisional opponents are playing each other, the underdogs in that matchup are 26 and 12 versus the spread. That's or excuse me, money line. So 26 and 12. That's pretty freaking impressive. And any underdog of less than five points in week one since that same time frame is 55 and 31 against the spread. So if you do want to branch out a little bit, bet the dogs. Um, and take those later, you know, take those points. So I, I did a little parlay just for fun. I wouldn't do this if I was you though, because that's probably a bad idea. But um, I did a little parlay. I've got like six different teams here. Hold on, got an ad. Come on, you're killing me. Six different teams here. I've got the Steelers plus nine and a half, Titans plus nine and a half, Browns plus nine and a half, Dolphins plus nine and a half, Packers plus nine and a half, Giants plus nine and a half. Do I think this will win? Absolutely not. But. I think they had a. They think there's multiple risk-free bets. I think there's three this week on DraftKings, so I'll use one of those. I'll take a little shot. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, my season-long bets. If you're interested in following along, seeing how those goes, I will kind of keep a little tally for you guys. So you guys can see how bad I get dusted this year. Um, David Montgomery over six and a half touchdowns as plus 102. I put four units on that. I've been drinking. I was drinking with the boys. That's a little heavier than I usually bet, but whatever. Um, and then he had. I did another one for a unit over 10 touchdowns at plus 430. So that should be fun. Um, I've got a unit on the Titans to win the AFC South and a unit on the Titans over 7.5 wins. Um, I've got a unit on the Vikings to win the NFC North at plus 300. Um, i got a unit on Michigan to make the college football championship. Actually, I think i got two. I got, uh, I think, four units on Michigan to win the Natty, just because that's fun. i got one unit on J.J. McCarthy to win Heisman, because that's fun. Um, and then there is on DraftKings and FanDuel, I want to say until tonight, maybe. So if, you, if you're into this, take a look. Um, but if you bet $50 on the NFL champion for every game that they win up to getting your money back, so 10, yeah, 10 wins, you get your money back in free bets. So, like, if they win, you get a $5 free bet. If they win next week, you get a $5 free bet. Um, I did that a few years ago, and got I've done it all every year. And I've got my money back every time. Um, I think I did hit on, who was it, the Chiefs? I hit on it once. It was pretty cool. It's fun to, you know, root for that team, and then you get a $5 free bet, you know, multiple times a year. So I do have one on the Chiefs this year. I think that's a pretty pretty fun, pretty fair little thing. So, yeah, that's really it. Um, again, I'm glad for Rich. I think Kellen is with him this week. Glad for Rich and Kellen to get that main pod going. And go Lions tonight. Huge, huge game for us. Um, if we were able to steal one in Arrowhead, I think the, the Kool-Aid would be real strong. But I'm uh, obviously not expecting that. So good luck out there to everybody in week one. And, uh... Hope Jeff goes down. See you. When it's time to party, we will party hard. Everybody and welcome to the HFFL pod. It is a party. It is week one. It is Lions Chiefs. We are ready to roll. We had a bit of a delay getting this going. I had to finish three beers before I could find the record button, but we're ready to go. I'm here with Kellen. Kellen, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. What a sacrifice on your part, making making sure you killed the time properly. I, I'm doing great, though. NFL football is here, and Lions football is here. I am stoked. Dude, I tell you what, every summer when I'm on the golf course in July, 
I'm like, man, ugh, I love football, but I don't know if I want football to come yet. And then right. it's here and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. And I can still golf. It's fantastic. I don't know why I've been pushing this off for so long. I know. It's like, uh, it's kind of a bitter, well, it's very bittersweet. Like when it's hot and humid and then you start feeling those winds of change, you know, later on in your round, you get a little cool breeze. I like it. feels it. a little crisp. Yeah, yeah, I like a, yeah. I like a nice quarter zip. You know what I mean? Like, a, you know, Oh yeah. quarter oh, zip yeah. season is here. I love it. Uh, uh, HFL. Uh, Go ahead. For us stockier gentlemen, uh, quarter zip season is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's great. You got to make sure it fits right, though, so the man boobs don't come through. You know what I mean? It's got to uh, like just slink right over perfectly. I fight that battle every day. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you turn 39, I guess, for me. I don't know about you, oh. but. I'm 34 tomorrow, so. Right. Uh, oh, well, 34 tomorrow. Yeah, thank I you. Thank you. All I plans? want. I just want a Lions victory. No, no, no special plans. But uh, uh, if the Lions are one to know, I'm happy. Oh yeah! All right, all right. Little birthday gift, little Lions win would be nice. Yes. Yeah, nobody right. cares when you're 34 anymore, so I keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. No one would care about my birthday either, except uh, I share it with my dad. So we end up always doing oh, something. Wow. And it's June Super 30th, so it's like right in the middle of the summer, right by Fourth of July. So. I always get a party, even if I don't want to party on the golf course. Usually, usually. So anyway. All right. Let's get the thing rolling here. Um, let's talk about what we're going to do. Uh, so we're going to cover where the action's at. Uh, I covered the only trade last week. Kellen, I want to get your view on that. Um, yep. We'll go into Hot Take City. I hope you got a real hot, tasty one cooked up for me. We'll talk about that. Um, Kellen's going to go through the three yards in a cloud. Um, we'll do a quick couple announcements that I have. Um, we'll go through week one matchups. We'll talk about upset. We'll talk about game of the week. We'll talk about what our locks are. And then we'll bless you all with some knowledge with our final thoughts and send you on your way to enjoy the day and enjoy what we hope will be a Lions victory. Right? Let's go. All right. So, Kellen, the action. The action happened a couple of weeks ago. Corey gave a 2024 first, his first, and Darnell Mooney to me. Um, I shipped Gabe Davis out of town, really hurt. Um, and I also gave him my 2025 third. Let me get your thoughts on that, sir. Yeah, this one was a little surprising. Um, I agree a lot with what Scott said in the chat. And maybe he was being sarcastic, but I legitimately had the same thought when he said, uh, I don't know if I do this trade straight up uh, and, and Corey gave up a first yeah. in addition to the player swap. Um, I don't think he cares too much about the third coming back. He doesn't have too much draft capital, so maybe he did, but um, I don't get it. Corey has plenty of upside on his lineup. I don't think he really needs a boom bust guy that Gabe Davis has kind of proven to be. Yeah. Uh, and I certainly don't think he needs to pay that high of a price in a first round pick to go get one. And I think he could have done better than Gabe Davis for a first round pick. So yeah, I think this is a very easy win for you right now, Rich. We'll see how it shakes out. But of course we have to assign a winner and a loser at the time of trade. But what do you, I, I got you pretty clearly ahead on this one. What do you think some of the other options he would have had? Like maybe could he have went to Mike and gotten like to Mark Cooper or something like that? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, the, the only factor there is Mike – has never been a seller as long as I've been a part of this league. So 
that might have been tough, but that's about probably the tier of player, the the, the level of player. Yeah. I think a first could be, you know, pretty easily swapped for a player of that caliber. Yeah, I, I think I think part of the allure here to Corey was that Gabe Davis is still young, right? So yeah, he's boom bust. He can help him now, but he's also had he also has probably another six years in the league. So if it doesn't work out this year, there's still some some value there as opposed to maybe a a known producer, but 29, 28, 29, 30 year old that maybe, you know, has a little less tread on the tire. Um, yeah. And, born and, in 99. And, he's, he's sneaky young. I, I didn't think he was that young. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's where Mike or where Corey was going with it. And I do think if Gabe hits this year and he doesn't make this move, it's going to cost him a bit more than what he gave. Sure. Maybe not much, right? But a bit more. A lot of these guys, the price is only going up. Kind of exactly what you said. So to be honest, I think I need to look at myself in the mirror. I mean, this is a position where I could use some depth. So maybe I need to take a page out of Corey's book here. But I don't don't love. I think Corey thinks he's trading 114 too. So I think it's it's just a high first round pick. So. Yep. And, you know, his team, did it get better? I don't know. Would you rather have Darnell Mooney or Gabe Davis? Most people probably say Gabe Davis. I don't think it's that much of a gap because Gabe Davis is going to have as many down weeks as he has boom weeks. So I don't know. I'm not a big Gabe Davis guy. A lot of other people probably are. So, yeah, yeah, it, it helped his team in his eyes. And that's all he cares about. Yeah, I think I think it's I think Davis over Mooney for sure uh, is the gap. Currently a first? No. Would it and could it be a first plus? Possibly. There's definitely a better situation in Buffalo with Josh Allen than than, than Justin Fields. There's one other person who's getting close to 30 who Gabe's competing for targets with um, regularly. Uh, And, you know, there's DJ Moore and, um, you know, Cole Komet and some other players in, in uh, Chicago that he'd be competing with. So don't forget about smaller. future Hall of Famer Chase Claypool. Come on now. Oh, that's right. Yes. Completely forgot well, about Who could that. forget about him? Jeez. <laughs> I was trying to pull it and you knew exactly where I was going. I appreciate that. Nah, he's I can't okay. I can't shake that guy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just sitting right, on so my bench cool. rotting. That trade in the garbage will never be talked about again. Gone. So, oh, of course. So let's move sure. on to Hot Take City. I want to hear the hottest, tastiest take, the boldest prediction you got this year. Let's talk about it. I have no idea what it's going to be. I'm excited to hear it. Let's go. Okay. So, yeah, I, I tried to bring something hot to the table that I actually like genuinely believe in. Um, a lot of my hot takes were around players that I have on my fantasy team. And I don't think anybody wants to hear that. So I came up with something team specific to the NFL. Uh-huh. And it is that the possible NFC favorite Philadelphia Eagles missed the playoffs this season. <laughs> so. Wow. Even I, after everything they've added on defense and. I know. I know that. I mean, I think the Super Bowl hangover is real, especially for the losing team. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is a hell of a leader, but I think teams do actually go through something losing a Super Bowl. Um, You combine that with they now have the NFL 
best or worst, however you want to view it. They have the most difficult schedule for this coming season. That's their punishment for a dominant year last year. As the team's on their schedule this year, uh, they now have a .566 win percentage. That uh, That's what they had last year. Um, and that leads the league. It is the hardest schedule on paper in the league. And if you look at the last two to three years, the Philadelphia Eagles have had almost no significant injuries. They're due for a bite from the injury bug. I mean, they're an extremely deep team. That's why people love them so much is they are very deep. They're very talented up top and they have depth. But the injury bug repellent does not last forever. So yeah. I think they're due for some bad luck. Luck is a pendulum. And at some point it's going to swing the other way. Yeah. Yeah. So just real quick, are they, uh, are they on the, cause you, you play 17 games now, right? Are they on the other side of home versus away? Do we know? I don't know that one. Cause I, I, I think that's going to be an interesting fact to look at when you talk about team performance going forward is, you know, are you going to be on the, 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 let's say the downside and, and you're playing now eight or yeah, you'll be playing eight home, nine away. Yeah. I, I have the schedule. Oh, that's not complete. Um, I thought I would have the answer. They are at complete. the Patriots, at the Buccaneers, at the Rams, at the Jets. Four. Is that one, two, three, four, nine? At Commanders, at Chiefs, at Cowboys, at Seahawks, at Giants. They got nine away games. Nine away. So nine road yeah. games, hardest schedule, and you're expecting a little bit of luck to fall on the other side. Now, you can be a bad team and make the playoffs. So let's talk sure. a little bit about their division, right? So yeah. Dallas, who knows what's going to happen with Dak. The Giants are ticking up, right? Daniel Jones taking that step. Saquon Barkley, healthy all year last year, right? Expected to have a big year this year. He's basically 65% of their offense in New York. Uh, yeah. And the Commanders, your your boy Sam, right? Smoking Sam Howell. Um, Absolutely. And and with the emergence of Jahan Dotson, they got a, a lightning thunder with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Um, you think these guys are going to be over 500 or, or do you see maybe this whole division kind of middling and Philly just kind of being that almost in almost out type team? Yeah. The, the NFC beast. Um, yeah. I, I could see, I think the Cowboys will be right there. I, I think if they don't win the division, you know, if, if Philly does what most people expect them to Philly probably wins. Cowboys are probably right there. Giants are probably a little step behind the Cowboys. Commanders are probably in last, even though I do genuinely believe in my boy Sam Howell, but um, that's just kind of the chalk expectation, right? So um, I I think, I mean, the, the Eagles are so due for something bad. I I could see them being below 500. Yeah. If things really go sideways on them. I mean, let's look at their first game. They open up in New England, and they are honoring Tom Brady that night. You think the Patriots are losing that game? Come on now. Oh, and one start for the Eagles. Die, Eagles, die. Die, Eagles, die. I don't even hate the Eagles. I don't even hate them. It just, I don't know. Oh, actually, another hot take I have is um, I'm not saying they are the best, but the Eagles' black uniforms with the green trim, they are extremely slept on for one of the best uniforms in the league. 
They don't Eagles, wear them all the Eagles time. Blacks. The Eagles Blacks. The Kelly Greens are awesome, but the Blacks are slapped on. Speaking of, do you, do you have a favorite uniform of all time? Because I know I do. Um, The Cream Skulls from Tampa are awesome. I love the Chargers Powder Blues. I was going to go Chargers Powder Blue. I'm a sucker for Powder yeah. Blue. And I love yeah. the old school Oilers Whites. The all oh, the Oilers Whites, whites are nice. Yeah. Yes. You know, you get the little red oil drill with the little oil spurting out the top. Yeah, that's my shit right there, man. It, that's a <laughs> that's a classic look. It the the blue with the uh the red and the white. It's uh, awesome. awesome. Did you ever scheme. did you ever collect those little gumball helmets, man? So I collect the bigger mini helmets. Oh, I actually have about okay. fifty of them in my basement. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I, I've got quite a collection. I'll send a picture to the group chat after this. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I uh, I used to go, you know collect those little gumball ones, and I remember when they um, introduced Carolina and Jacksonville as new teams, expansion teams. My dad and I took like ten dollars in coins and went to the local Piggly Wiggly, and we're like throwing quarters in the in the gumball machine trying to get the Jags and the Panthers helmets because we didn't have them yet. So you got to get the new you, hotness. You you had, but you had to have the set. You know, we had to have the set. So they're oh, actually probably sitting in my dad's attic in a Piggly Wiggly bag, like in the, the little pop bubble plastic things. So, yeah. Oh, oh, all right. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, you got to complete the collection. Actually, what's been driving me crazy lately is on Amazon, I've been looking like crazy for the Lions alternate helmet because I want that mm-hmm. mini helmet. Mm-hmm. They don't offer it in mini helmet, though. You got to buy the whole $250 real helmet, which is not going to happen. So <laughs> when it comes out in mini helmet form, I'm getting it. Yeah, no, that's that's a pretty cool thing. I love. I want to see the picture. Um, picture oh, yeah. posted in the group chat, so look out for that. All right, you ready for three calls, bud? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's keep this rolling. Okay, three yards in a cloud of dust. We're gonna do one question NFL, one question HFFL slash fantasy related, and one wild card. Okay. So here's your NFL question. What are your thoughts on the Jonathan Taylor situation? One, will he play this year? And two, will it be an ND? If not, where would you already think his landing spot would be? Man, I am a Jonathan Taylor owner in my keeper league, where I also have Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey. And I don't have any good feelings about JT. I honestly I don't think he plays this year. I, and I, I think if he does, it is not for Indy. I think at some point they could just cut bait and trade them for. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's worth a first round pick, I have to say, but I don't know if they get that. Uh, uh, maybe they get a second, but if I had to bet, I don't think he plays this year. And I'm heartbroken about it because I needed that guy in my keeper league. Um, yeah. That's just an ugly situation. And it, Jim Ursay strikes again. What a piece of trash. Such a, such a, Dirtbag, scumbag, garbage human being is Jim Ursay. Um, oh I do think the damage is done as well. I, yeah. I don't. I, I doubt he'll play this year. I don't know who would be the trade candidate, which is why I asked the question: If he is traded to who? Um, yeah. I can maybe see somebody who's in contention having a running back go down, <clears throat> CMC, and somebody <laughs> like you know making a trade. It won't be it won't be them. I don't know. Uh Shannon yeah. stacks running backs like it's his like you collect mini helmets. Um yeah. so, I mean, who knows? But uh yeah, I don't know. I think I'm with you. I don't think he plays yeah. this year. Uh, and it's really unfortunate because he is yeah. in his prime. So um okay. My, 
my Go fear ahead. with all these running backs with Leonard Fournette with Zeke before he signed now JT is the Bills because it'll just ruin my James Cook share. So that's my fear. They're a contender. They would pay to solidify that backfield. Probably, so, so just rush your little head. Damian Harris is going to end up taking the job. Just relax. Oh, just, okay. It's already going to happen. Oh, it's settled. It's oh, settled. Well, it's I'll done. rest yeah, so, so easily now. Yeah, so don't even worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I feel right, so much better. HFFL fantasy football question. Okay. This is going to be a fire up Irish Tigers question. Um, you know, already. you know the website Keep Trade Cut, right? Yes. I'm going to give you three of your players, and you keep oh. trade cut. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. James Cook, Cortland Sutton, Damian Pierce. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it. It's harder than I'm making it sound. I'm saying cut Cortland Sutton. Okay. Because I've held on to the dude for – I drafted him as a rookie, and he has okay. yet to do anything that I thought he could be. And this could be the year, but this is the fourth year in a row where I've said that. Yeah. Um, so I, if I had to, I'd cut ties with him. He's got to get good quarterback play eventually, right? He hasn't had a freaking good quarterback since he's come into the league. You would think so. I mean, I, I thought – I passed on Chris Olave in the draft last year. Because I said, I don't need a wide receiver. I have Cup, oh. I have Jamar, I have Sutton, and I have Claypool. So I took James I Cook instead. Yep. So you took who instead? I, uh, James Cook. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, it's not that I thought Olave was bad or that Cook was better. I was just fitting a team need in my in my eyes. And that was a swing and a miss. Um, but I would, I would say trade James Cook. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he had hype as a rookie. He's got hype this year. He has had hype as a rookie. The question is, and he's good when he gets the ball. The question is, will the Bills give him the ball enough to be a fantasy contributor? Um, and it, I'm keeping Damian Pierce. I freaking love that dude. I love him so much. Yeah, he just needs to stay healthy. Um, but he, he's just an angry son of a bitch. I love watching him. It's crazy a guy who has, you know, it's so interesting to me when you see these running backs come into the league, especially on a team as bad as Houston, um, them to be able to pick him out of a crowd in a four, in the fourth round um, and and hit home, right? Um, yeah. Now, just like, just like with other running backs where they've either been taken late or they've been undrafted free agents and they look like ballers early, like James Robinson in, in Jacksonville, and then now he guy can't keep on staying on a team or find a job. Like, right, that's is, crazy. It, is he just a baller because of circumstance and volume? Or once this team gets good, is he still going to be the guy you think? Right. I mean, that's kind of the question, right? I mean, I, I can't believe James Conner can't stay on a team. It's, James Robinson. Uh, what did I say? James Conner? Yeah. Yeah, James Robinson. Yeah. I can't, who just caught him? The Giants? Giants, yeah. Yeah, he'd be a great depth piece there if anything happened to Saquon. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he, he was a volume guy at Jacksonville. It's not like he was ripping off all these long, impressive touchdowns, making guys miss. I mean, yeah. he's but a he guy that would – you know, He was he a better than functional running back. Yeah, he could pass protect. He could catch the ball at backfield. Yeah. He could put his shoulder out and get a tough four yards. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. I really don't yeah. understand. Somebody knows – something please tell me because i don't understand the james robinson situation right now and i see a lot of 
him and Pierce, kind of like the same kind of thing, where they're both run like bad football teams, and then that football team got better and was like, okay, see you later. But you, it's hard to tell, right? It's hard to tell without sure. that, without the situation being different. And that was my fear during the draft too. New regime, new coach, new GM in Houston. Yeah. And uh, Pierce wasn't their guy. So I, I was sweating in the second and third round. If they take a running back, he's toast. So, But they didn't. Thankfully, they survived. Yeah, they didn't. So you're good to go. Yeah. And they uh, traded away their first next year and maybe more. So they can't they can't afford to spend a pick on any running backs for a while. So yeah. I think Pierce is here to stay. Famous well, last words. All right, everybody, you heard it. Corlin Sutton is, is available. Uh, and, sure. and Kellen is sick and tired of him, so go get him. <laughs> is tradable. Uh, and Pierce, don't even don't even bother. Uh, um, you can try. Well, maybe maybe wait to send those offers on Sutton until Cup comes back, which hopefully is late September, early October. But we will see. Okay. All right, we'll see. We'll get into the Cooper Cooper Cup stuff here in a little bit. Oh uh, um, yeah. All right, wild card, two parter. What's your current handicap and how is your golf game right now? This is such a sore subject right now, Rich. <laughs> I, you've seen me golf. I am not yeah. a good golfer. I, sure. I think when we played um, two summers ago, it was a scramble, but I was probably on pace to shoot not low 50s, 52, 53. Not oh. good, which it, at that point in time, that was about my average round. Yeah. And in my golf league, I have been, by my standards, on fire. I have been shooting 42, 43, 46, 45, 47. I made it to the championship round in my golf league yesterday. On fire. Blow up for a 55 yesterday. No! Can't get off the tee. I just, it is my worst round of the year. Here I am thinking like, oh, you know, I might, you know, some days I'll have a bad day and I'll shoot a 50, 51. I think it was my worst round of the summer by three or four strokes. Oh no! So I'm such a mental midget. Uh, I'm such a mental week. midget, man. Like I had a terrible drive off of one. I don't think I ever recovered. It, I uh, I just didn't have it. Mental so, game's uh, huge, man. Mental game is a is. huge part of golf. I did, and I I didn't even come close. So it it was so devastating, and. I mean, I'm not a good golfer, and even 55 was bad for me. I'm very disappointed yeah. that I had such a terrible effort in the championship. So what's your what's your handicap for nine then right now in your league? Um, damn it, I have this data. Hang it's on. Can I get back to you on that? Can we keep it moving? And uh... Yeah, yeah, we can keep okay. it moving. I'll pull I'll it up. Some, I'll get in some league announcements. Uh, okay. All right, so while we wait for Kellen to pull up his, his uh, handicap um, for nine holes – <clears throat> to answer my last question, we'll get into league announcements. Um, just don't forget to set uh, your uh, weekly fantasy matchup picks on the site. Jimmy's offering a unit to the winner at the end of the year again. Um, also, get in on the polls for upset and lock of the week. Um, that's just for fun. Um, also, if you want action, bet with action Corey, but also be prepared for him to rub your losses in your face. The only bookie that says, <laughs> ha ha, you lost. Um, and I am placing a bet tonight uh, with Corey. Um, I'm betting every week now I'm going to pick a lock and an upset. And I'm going to parlay those two lock and upsets for a unit each week with Corey Vegas. Uh, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, right? So if I don't hit them, 
I'm losing, right? So uh, money line upset lock of the week every week with Corey. I'm betting it tonight. Um, we'll get into what those are, but I, I will say I parlayed. I got plus two fifty odds on my upset in the lock. So five to win twelve fifty. We'll see how that goes. Uh, well, seventeen fifty total, but you know it is what it is. Um, but yeah. So talk with Corey. Get some action going. I know he can't wait to take your money. Um, and it's always so much fun when he has to pay you. And he does. I will say that. Homie pays you at 5.30 in the morning, Tuesday morning, when the games are done, your money is in your Venmo. Uh, so hit up Corey, make some bets, make him sweat a little bit on a Monday night. Good okay. man. Okay. Good man for playing Back up. to Kellen. I got what is your handicap? Uh, I am just above an eight on nine holes. So I guess on 18, I guess you just double it. So 16. Yeah, double it. 16, 15, so, 16. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, it's that I I'm sad to say I've I'm very proud of how far I've come, with the exception of yesterday, which I think um, we I all I just lost there, the man. mojo or what? But we've all been there. We've all had uh, we've all had those rounds that just kind of don't work for us, and we get in a funk and we can't quite get out of it. Um, yeah. So easy come, easy go. I took the hot streak when it came, so I got to take the cold streak now. There you go. And you know what? You got to you gotta be in the moments to experience the moments to know what to expect to be better next time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get back on that horse. All yeah, right. I'm just excited that I made it to the championship, but we'll keep it moving. That's great. All right, here we go. All right, there we go. We're going to get into oh, the week. Nice. We back. Matchups. All right, so Matchups. the first matchup we have is the running backs matter and Corey versus Jonesboro Jedi and Ryan. Um, what are you thinking here, Kellen? What do you what do you see in the matchups? What uh, what what do you read in the tea leaves for this match? Man, this is a huge matchup for determining twenty twenty four draft order. Um, th- this one I I don't see either of these teams as making playoffs. Yeah. Um, but we'll break them down just how we do everybody else. I'll start at quarterback. Ryan's not going to have many advantages but i do give him the edge at quarterback i'll take justin fields over Tannehill all day you, you don't think um, that's uh, pretty much it. you don't think uh d hop's gonna make an impact there in tennessee i don't i'm kind of on d hop he's he's getting up there in age i i just don't know i, I don't think uh i think he's a big possession guy he, he might score some touchdowns yeah i don't see him getting a ton of volume i don't see him as a big contributor i i don't know i might be I, Missing the boat on that one. I do agree with you, though. Fields, Fields rushing floor is just insane. It, he's yeah. one of the most gifted runners we've seen in the NFL in a very long time. So uh, since Lamar Jackson, early Lamar Jackson, you know, um, you know, he's, he's real good. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we'll give that edge to Ryan. Okay. No argument there. Yeah. So are we going to running back? Yeah, let's talk about running backs. For me, I see it's, it's great that they have six running backs that are all starters. But Nick Chubb is far and away the best of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this this is the headliner of this matchup at, at running back. It's Nick Chubb. We, yeah. as Lions fans, I think we're all rooting against DeAndre Swift. Um, but Ryan just doesn't have any guy that holds a candle to Chubb. No. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, would it be too bold to say that Chubb outscores all three of Ryan's running backs by himself? Because I could actually <laughs> no, see that helping I, I mean, Chubb could uh, any week he could go off for thirty. Yeah, and I, see it happening. I I don't know if any of Ryan's guys get ten. I mean, 
do two of them score a touchdown, that's his only yeah. chance. Yep, agreed there. Agreed there. Um, and then from my side, I, I think I like his I like Corey's wide receivers and tight end better, and I I think Roquan Smith's going to eat honestly. Ro, yeah, Roquan's incredible. Um, uh, Bobby, okay, Riquet. Also, I Corey, he doesn't have the best looking team out there, but his linebackers are impressive. That, that's a really strong linebacker core. Yeah, um, I wish I had. I like I like Okereke. I I dealt him last year for a shot Bateman, um, just because I didn't see a future in Indy for him, and apparently neither did Indy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect right. him to move on and be a starting middle linebacker or weak side linebacker for another team. Um, but uh, no, he's good. He is really good. Um, Twenty seven, you know, kind of like that those prime years for linebackers uh, where they start to just rack up tackles. So you know, uh, I really do like that. So uh, so who do you got? Who do you got in this matchup? I have uh, running backs matter in this one. I, I saw Corey Vegas had the point spread at 26. I don't think too much of Corey's team. I think I said that already, so sorry to rub salt in the wound. But I I might even lay the points. I might even lay the, the points. Oh, that's yeah, a lot I think points. I would lay them because I, I don't see Ryan being able to put up a fight. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. So, as you said, neither of these teams are impressive. I have running backs. I have Corey winning um i have it as a low scoring affair i think this is going to be one of those get out the gates uh kind of cold weeks um i take the points honestly uh i see this being a 169 to 155 win for Corey and the running backs matter okay all right yeah i mean yeah we're good all right all right so next matchup the brother bowl talent and the fire up irish tigers versus brendan and the doctor make my team great again um, brother bowl. Uh, so for me, I think you have some tough matchups this week. I think Dak in New York is tough. I think, um, James Cook at the Jets. And, uh, I've heard some people claiming that, uh, on the Jets defense, they're going to be as good as the 84 Bears. Um, huh. I think it's a little ridiculous. I saw that. <clears throat> um, Najee, I think, is going to have a great year. I just don't think this is the week for him. Uh, and, you know, Cooper Cup now out. Um, I think it could possibly spell disaster for you. What do you think? Uh, Cooper Cup hurts. He, that hurts a lot. I I love me some Jamar Chase. Uh, I love me some TJ Watt. I love me some Aaron Donald. I think Cooper Cup's my best player. So, um, yeah, that, that stings a lot. And what stings even more is I don't know when I'm getting him back. I, like we were talking about before we started recording, if it's a month, I'll take it. As long as he's coming back 100%. But um, that, that stings right? quite a bit. Yeah. It's a hamstring. And that thing, man, I tell you what, I'd rather see a broken bone or maybe like a, a slight tear in a knee ligament than I would see a, a, a strain. Who was the um, receiver uh, played for um, – Played for Dallas for a while. Always had a hamstring issue. So Miles uh, Austin. Miles Austin. That's that's when I see hamstring, I'm... I think Miles Austin, and I think, <laughs> God bless it, he's never going to play more than four games a year. And when he does, he's going to come out because his hamstring just right. can't handle the load. So I hate seeing hamstring issues. Um, yeah. So that's especially Coop's uh, thirty years old now. 
So those soft tissue injuries, they're not going to just go away. So it's going to be a headache, something for me to worry about all season. So LA, take your time. And my other concern is they just start losing games and they're out of it by Halloween and they just shut them down. So similar to last year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's hope that's not the case. Um, On Brendan's side, uh, I like the Dobbins matchup uh, this week versus a bad Houston team at home. Uh, Lockett is playing a dreadful Rams defense. I'm really excited. I tell you what, I'm a I'm a Trev guy. I got Trev. Uh, I, this kind of made me a Jacksonville guy now, you know. And then you get sure. a guy oh, you and Jimmy. Then you then you get like a uh, Alabama's one of Alabama's finest in Calvin Ridley uh, running routes for him now. Um, I really, really like that, what I'm going to see this year out of him. Um, now, I hate, 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 hate the David Montgomery play for Brendan. I, I don't really know what to expect out of him. I, I'm not very hopeful that he's going to be a big part of the offense, and maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Um, but for me, uh, looking at the matchups, looking at the injuries, this has got to be my upset of the week. This – I have to give this to the doctor. I think it's going to be close. Ooh. I'm calling it in a close one, um, but it's going to be Brendan getting the W, 181 to 179. Oh, wow, really close. Okay. Very close. So, so I love my team. I love my chances for having an exciting year, somewhat pending Cooper Cup situation, but I'm very surprised to see the 13 and a half spread yeah. by Corey Vegas. I do not think I cover that. Um, if I can break it down quickly, I mean, Brennan's better than me at quarterback. Dak is fine, but Josh yeah. Allen's tough to beat. Um, I love Najee. I love Damian Pierce and James Cook in addition to that room. Um, I'm glad we're doing this because I love David Montgomery, and I may just be drunk off blue Kool-Aid. Um, when we get to a little gambling talk later, I'll, I'll talk more about him. I think Montgomery's in for a big year, though. But, um, yeah, Cooper Cup hurts. I give myself a slight edge at tight end. Uh, I love Hawkinson. I'm glad that he's back. Um, I don't know how much stock you can put into this, but I saw something like after the after the Vikings trade for Hawkinson, he was on. But you know, as a Hawkinson owner, owner, of course, I'm gonna cherry pick that one. Yeah. Um, Brennan's got a pretty good defense. Uh, and for me, like we were talking earlier, I would keep an eye on my Jaquan Brisker. I think he just practiced for the first time today. Uh, and he is a stud second year safety that is pretty critical to my team. So, um, that might help Brennan even more week one and the Irish Tigers already banged up, but, uh, I do think I win older brother always beats little brother, but I think this is a very close one. So I definitely wouldn't lay the 13 and a half points. And just because it's my little brother. This is my lock of the week, Rich. Oh, it's your lock of the week. This is my that's, lock, baby. That's a that's a that's a, you have a big marbles. <laughs> <laughs> now with Brendan, always. <laughs> I like it. I, I'll like intimidate it. him before kickoff to make the wrong roster decision or something. Oh yeah, yeah. You so you sure about that? You sure about yeah. that? <laughs> you sure? About that? <laughs> exactly. All right. I know how to play those head games with him. I like it. I like it. Little brotherly love. Uh, speaking uh, of, of a little family love, we got um, we got Jeff versus Jimmy, the trash trunk get drunk versus the borrow snowmen. Uh, what are you thinking, bud? What do you? Yeah, got another here? family matchup. I love it. Um, 
again, I might have my Lions glasses on a little too tight, but um, it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to sleep on him, but he may not be in for his usual dominant week since he's missing his best weapon. Travis Kelsey yeah. has been declared out. Um, maybe it's just wishful thinking on my part, and he just makes a superstar out of Noah Gray. Is that the backup tight end? I don't, I don't know. but Noah Gray, um, yeah. Maybe he's just not man up, but I don't think he's going to be Travis Kelsey. So I'll go out on a limb and say that Jeff is catching Mahomes on a good week for Jeff to catch Mahomes. So um, I know Kelsey's huge, but but it just it just shows a glaring uh, picture to how bad their receiving core is. You got Marquez Valdez Scantling as the number one overall receiver. I don't even know if he's owned in our league. Is he? I don't know. I couldn't answer that off the top Uh, of my head. Actually, yeah, I think he is. Uh, is he on he's, Jimmy's he's, team, actually? He's being played by oh. Ryan this week, so I think we know uh, okay. how that's going to go. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you, so the Lions wide receiver room is like a place where all the fans are like, yeah, we could add there. We could definitely get better. Is it a better wide receiver room than the Chiefs? I would say yes. Um, With Jamison Williams, yes. Without him, because if, if you think about it with, with Scantling, Tony, Sky Moore – versus St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, Marvin Jones. I think it's yeah. the same. Okay. Very it's very close. I think it's the same, right? I think Tony is more dynamic than than Marvin. Um I think Sky Moore is equally as dynamic. Maybe Khalif has a bit of an edge on him. Um as with Sky. And then I think St. Brown's much better than Scantling. So yeah, maybe I would give the Lions the edge there. Okay. Definitely with Jamison Williams, they're far and away better. Okay. I'll take it. But my last comment on quarterback, too, I think this is one of your hot takes on the week zero pod. I, I'm all over Derek Carr this year. Um, I got him for dirt cheap in a two-quarterback auction league, uh, and I'm, I'm very excited to have him. I, I, I've always been a Derek Carr guy. He's kind of a boner, but he's always come up. To me, I'm like, I think that guy can win football games. He can. Um he also can lose him, uh, but <laughs> yes, I, do, I do think I do think he can he can definitely be very good. Yeah, we'll see. I they they looked awesome in the preseason that whole offense. So we'll see what they do now that it's real football. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I I really I, I think they're pretty even. You know, even with everything that's happened with with Kelsey being out. I look and I'm like, okay, running backs are pretty even. Wide receivers, um, pretty even when you think about like Tyreek versus Jefferson, Devontae Adams versus Metcalf. Um, Devontae Smith is obviously better than Elijah Moore, but like, is he that much better than Devontae is? Then you know what I mean? So I think they're pretty even yeah. there. Um, tight end position, uh, Kittle, I think, is hurt. Uh, and not yes. playing this week, so I got to give the edge to to Jeff there. And then I just I have this kind of feeling, right? This like urge within me that says Jimmy just doesn't pull it off week one against against Jeff. And um, I'm actually thinking that we're gonna get uh, a peek at let's say the amount of defense that Jeff thinks he has, maybe we're going to get a, get a peek at that where it's like, Hey guys, I'm going to show you who I am. Um, but I started off Jimmy. I started writing my notes and I'm on Jeff now to get the W. 
Um, I got them at 198 to 188. Okay. 10 point spread. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So me looking at the running back. So obviously Jimmy's missing JT. That hurts a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I hear exactly what you're, uh, well, um, I see running back as a toss up. You may have said the same thing, yeah, but sure. Eckler plus Madison versus um, Mixon and Pacheco. That's so close. I can't really like assign an advantage there. Um, and wide receivers kind of the same challenge and it, exactly for what you're saying. So like Jeff's top two are better than Jimmy's top two, but Jimmy's top three might be better than Jeff's top three because you know it's quite a drop off from Devontae Adams to Justin Jefferson going then to Elijah Moore. Whereas Jimmy sees way less of a drop off with Tyreek Hill to DK, to DK Metcalf yeah. to Devontae Smith. So I think I'll have um, to fire up mini tab and like start like some sort of quadratic equation and figure right. out where they cross between to figure out who's wide receiver <laughs> course better. I have no idea. Find why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tight end stuff. Cause yeah, kid, I would give it to Kittle, but he's banged up and he's always banged up. So it's tough. One one really fun wrinkle in this uh matchup is Hutchinson playing against Mahomes. Um yeah, and Pacheco. I mean, does does Aiden get to the quarterback for a sack? Does he get there twice? Does he get some tackles for a loss on uh Pacheco? I mean that that'll be fun to watch tonight. Um, because yeah. that game has a lot of implications towards this HFFL matchup. So that's a fun one. Um I see linebackers and DBs fairly close across the board. Um, I think Jimmy wins, but by less than 10 points. So I would be all over Jeff with uh, the 19 and a half as he begins his title defense here. Um, but I think Jimmy gets the dub. Old gay boy. Old gay boy. All right. Moving on. You ready to move on? Next game? Yeah, we I'm got, ready. Uh, we got uh, somebody who's just barely better than me and Scott and new name, but you still suck. And uh, Walt and the Shade. So um, I love this Baltimore versus Houston matchup. I love Lamar versus Houston. I mean, anybody versus Houston, anybody versus the Rams this year, I think are just absolutely good to ball out. Um, <clears throat> so I love Lamar. You got them both. You got them both in this matchup. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, and they are uh, – yeah. Both starting quarterbacks. Um, Lamar runs more than Geno, and running quarterbacks are where it's at for fantasy football points. Um, I think CMC does CMC things. And when I say that, I mean produce fantasy football points, not get injured. Um, one of the things I'm a little perplexed about is the Zeke Elliott play um, over other guys on, on, on Walt's bench. Uh, I think, like, I don't know, Romeo Dobbs or I don't know. I don't know who else he has, but um, I just, I don't know exactly what to expect out of Zeke. And I haven't been keeping it up on the news. So Walt is obviously more in the know with Zeke uh, than I am, but I'd be a little scared that he's going to maybe touch the ball 10 times and that's it. Sure. Um, Waller's going to be a baller. Um, I love Waller this year. Everybody does, you know, and I, I think yeah. I think it's I think everybody's thinking like this is the year, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, and then uh, I think Walt's got a top five defense. Um, 
And I think his unit is very, very solid from, you know, his defensive line group down through his, his, uh, his linebackers with Forsay being the number one kind of IDP guy this year and a lot of boards for the drafts. Um, yeah. And he's got strong, strong DBs, um, bolstered by, by General Pitier. Pitier? 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 I, I think it's Petrie. That, that's Pitier. what I call him. You know what? I might be oversimplifying. And, you know, sometimes you hear things and you just forget them immediately. Um, yeah. But, no, I really like that. Um, what do you think of Walt's team? So, you agree with yeah, some but, of those things I've said? Yeah, so the, the – touches I, I don't know uh, that we'll see that's pro- that's pretty much the problem with Walt's team though is the depth really falls off pretty quickly yeah so you know a couple injuries all right this dog's pissed me off Brendan come get your dog <laughs> it's all right my dog's barked a bunch too everybody's I, gonna hear it I heard I think dogs we're trying to happen. talk to each other all right hang on give me a second here all right which I'll makes for great it. podcasting no I bet it's great so so we'll get into Scott's team um, so Scott, I think, is going to be rolling out like a service, like serviceable running running back wide receiver group. Obviously, Saquon Barkley is a stud, right? Um, Deontay Johnson, very, very good. I think he's like a, a wide receiver three in a lot of redress leagues, wide receiver two. Um, Aaron Christian Kirk, Drake London, Mike Williams. Those are a lot of like wide receiver three, wide receiver four redraft league type wide receivers. Um, yeah. So I think they're just kind of serviceable as a group. Um, I think Gino does, as we said, somebody's playing the Rams, you play in, somebody's playing Houston, you play them, I don't care who they are. Um, after that, though, I think he's just kind of going to be let down by his defense. Um, I think this is going to ultimately result in the first of many, many losses for Scott. Um, <laughs> I think Walt gets the W this week, 185 to 172. What was that score? 185 to 172? Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I forget what I talked about or not before the dog pissed me off. So, you got um, to talk look, about Scott's team a little bit and tell me who okay. you think is going to win. Okay. So, um, well, I guess just looking at the, the quarterback positions, I mean, Lamar over Geno is pretty easy to me. Um, the running back and wide receiver rooms are tough, though, because, I mean, uh, Scott just – Starts the one running back, Saquon, um, which is a hell of a play. But then you look at Walt, and Saquon isn't quite CMC's level. Um, but then you look at the wide receivers, and, yeah, I think you said it. Scott has a lot of, like, second and third options like in redraft leagues. He doesn't quite have that number one guy that dominates games. So um, it's, it's a deep group, but it doesn't really – bring anything that that overly explosive that you really fear um in what was i was looking at my preseason rankings uh these running back and wide receiver rooms were actually a dead tie with the rankings that i gave uh, Mm -hmm. the the one out of five so uh really close here they kind of have like different makeups but as far as like effectiveness and production i I think they're kind of the same and then on defense um this is also also kind of close i gave walt the nod at d-line with a slightly better group uh than scott um i, I just love max crosby I, sam hubbard's good too but I, it's really mad max that 
I, yep. I think is the difference maker here. Um, and Corey has a, I forget what the spread is, but it's very small. And I agree with Corey. I think this is decided by less than five points. I think Lamar and Walt's new Christian McCaffrey acquisition make the difference. Um, and Walt's been very aggressive to win now. Scott's been going more for the slower build approach. And I think Walt's win now yeah. moves pay off for this week. I think yeah, the shade playing one and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you say that. Scott's going for that slow rebuild while staying competitive and keeping keeping resources, you know. So uh, interesting to see. Uh, we can move on to the next matchup, which is Orico and the Yeiser plan versus Mike and the bring hashtag bring back Kobe. So you think you're ready to roll here on, on this matchup? What do you, what do you I got? I had to go. I had to go discipline the dog again. Okay. Brennan, your dog. I'm going to start charging Brennan. All right. Which, which one is this? This is Rico and Mike. Rico and Mike. Oh, geez. Here we go. So we got uh, first, first and foremost, you got Russell Wilson versus Justin Herbert uh, off yes. the red, which seems lopsided. Is lopsided, and I think will remain lopsided every time they play each other. In fantasy, football. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm good to go now. But yes, I agree. I mean, um, I, to me, I, I think Herbert here is a massive advantage. I could be wrong on Russ. He burned me so bad last year that I, I've written him off. If he's back, if Sean Payton is the answer, I'm okay being a week late. So I will fade Russ hard for this week at least. So I think Enrico has got an early jump on this matchup, just looking at the quarterbacks. Yeah. And then running backs, I think it's close. Um, Josh Jacobs is playing. We know that. James Conner's a touchdown machine. Travis Etienne, sec, you know, second full year, I want to say now, since he came back from his his foot injury. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jameer Gibbs, the darling of uh, – uh, after B. John Robinson, right? He's the cream of the crop from a rookie running back perspective. So um, I think it's pretty even, to tell you the truth. Uh, I'd have to give the nod to Mike here just because Josh has proven what he can do. My concern is changing quarterback, changing offense. Is it going to be the same, Josh Jacobs? I doubt it. Um, but I got to give a slight edge to Mike there and the running back here. Uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um... ETN's a good player. I know Rico loves him. I'm not as high on him in, in half PPR leagues like this one. Of course, I love Gibbs. Um, we'll see what he can do. I'm very excited to see what he does in his debut. But I do give Mike a little bit of the advantage here. Um, I think the Cardinals are kind of toxic this year since they are already openly and obviously tanking. Um I think James Conner, they'll probably feed him. I think he'll get a lot of volume, but the Cardinals just scare me right now. I don't really want a ton of Cardinals players on my team. I think Josh Jacobs is in for another big year, though. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Mike's got the edge here at running back. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, uh, I love, I love, love, love Enrico's wide receiver crew. Wide receiving crew. Yeah. I love Waddle Watson. I'm giving him that. He has tight end uh, with a bullet. With Andrews versus Higby. Um, and I, I'm saying their defenses are pretty similar. 
Um, I just think Enrico has too much firepower and uh, offensively they won't be able to keep up. Um, I'm picking this one as a W for Enrico. This is my 36-313 combination lock of the week. Um, 186 to 168. Okay. Very good. So um, I'll, I'll break mine down real quick. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fairly obvious that Rico's got the better wide receiver room. I'll take Olave, Waddle, and Christian Watson over Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, and McCorrin all day, every day. Uh, he also has the edge at tight end. Uh, Mark Andrews, certified stud. Um, I like Arico's overall defense too. And honestly, I think in one or two years, we're talking about Arico's linebacker room as possible, probably the best linebacker room in the league. I, I think he's got so much young talent. Um, and he hits on like all of these draft picks for linebackers and D line. He's, uh, he's found some diamonds in the rough there that I think are going to be good for years to come. So watch out for Arico's linebackers, especially, um, I got both these teams outside the playoffs this year. Um, I I have a Rico kind of just outside. I have Mike pretty far outside the playoffs. Uh, but I think Rico uh, wins this one by 15 or 20. Yeah. I don't think it's especially close. Gotcha, gotcha. Have you had a lock yet? Oh, yeah, you did have a lock. Okay, that's right. You. You were yeah, the lock. I'm okay, lock. This, is, this is my lock. So in case you were listening earlier or uh, you didn't fast forward, uh, I am betting with Corey Vegas, my lock of the week and my upset of the week. Um, so that was my lock of the week. I have a Rico and I have Brendan as my money line uh, lock and upset of the week for one unit with Corey. Um, so that being said, we'll move on to the next matchup. There's Julian and the River Rats versus Corey right. and the Trust the Process. Um what a power-packed week one matchup here, right? I mean, oh, two yeah. teams that I think everybody's had, like, one and two. Um, you know what? Maybe they could, like, try to, like, not lose and maybe secure a bye by, like, tying this week since they're, like, possibly the two favorites uh, this year in the league to, like, be top four. Is that too soon to mention or not? I No, I, I, have, I have Julian as my top four, and I feel like every – Everyone that's done like a ranking has had him at four or higher. So are you also um, recommending that they tie? They bench your players and buy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe okay. not so that maybe I think these guys should actually play the game. All right. So yeah. that being said, yeah, we, hey, we <laughs> I, I recommend we take advantage and play every one of them and not settle for ties. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, and, and good news, I locked the dog up. You would probably, you would have thought I was like beating the shit out of the dog because he cried when I put him in his cage. But uh, I can assure I, you, couldn't hear I it. I did not beat the dog. Good. What did no, you I, say? I said couldn't hear it. I didn't hear a thing. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I just grabbed him by the collar, put him in his cage. He started crying. Like now, uh, the whole podcast <laughs> is going to think I'm over here just beating dogs. No, it's all good. All um, right, good. We don't need a Mike Vick situation over here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm expecting uh, this to be a very good matchup. I think you have two top five quarterbacks going at it in fantasy. You have, um, you know, a, a good running back room. Um, I'm, I'm a little confused with the Dalvin Cook play. 
currently in the lineup. I'm not going to say exactly what I think needs to happen with that. I just want to say I'm a little surprised. I expect things to be moved around. This is a Thursday. People have till Sunday to make changes. It's just a little weird. Um, and then the, the wide receiver rooms are just so competitive. You got Diggs, Evans, Hopkins, Ayuk, Brown, and apparently Gabe Davis and C.D. Lamb. Um, so uh, offensively, I think these guys are very, very close. Very close. What do you think? I think this is going to be a really good matchup. I, I think um, that we've got the consensus, you know, with all the power rankings podcasts we've had recently, we've got the consensus front runner against the consensus top four team at a minimum. Yeah. Um, this this is a, a real treat for a week one matchup. Corey's done everything in his power to make his team as good as possible to win now. And I think, I think all it does at quarterback though is, you know, it, it's a tie. It's close. It, it, Jalen's got more of a rushing upside uh, or rushing floor is the term. Um, Burrow can sling it all over the field. We all know that. he. Is, I don't know what that calf is. I'm assuming he's going to be fine. He can run, yes, but that's not as much of his game as it is for Hurts. So yeah, it's close at QB. I probably give a little bit of a nod to Jalen Hurts and the River Rats. Um but, yeah, it, it's a good quarterback matchup. There's nothing that, you know, Corey didn't lose the matchup here or anything. And, and, and Corey's going to be hurting with Kelsey off this week. We just got the word of that, right? Yeah. Um, Jeff, Jeff, sent it, Jeff sent it into the chat, so now we know Kelsey is out. I was yep. appreciating that update, so that was good to see. Jeff Schefter. There you go, dropping it. Yeah, no more Mike Hill insider, right? We got no yeah, the, the trash trunk. straight News straight from the trunk. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, what else do you think uh, about this matchup? So, yeah, I mean, Julian's got top-tier running backs. I, I actually agree with the Delvin Cook play. I think Brees Hall, I mean, with what he did to his knee last year, he was all torn up. I I think they'll probably bring him on a little slower. I think Delvin's going to have season-long value. I think he's going to see more of the volume early on. So I'm assuming you're thinking you would prefer to see Brees Hall in there if you were Julian. I understand the Delvin play, but it's a tough decision. I mean, Derrick Henry, he's a lock. You're, you're going to put King Henry in there. Um, but I understand the Delvin play. That's pr honestly probably what I would do as well, along with the three wide receivers that Julian's got there. Uh, isn't Brees playing this week? I, I believe he's playing. Um, I don't know if he's been a full participant in camp and everything. I, I don't he's know. Limited, limited today. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Hall's recovering from midseason ACL tear. Um, him and Cook will get back on the field this week. It's unclear how he and Cook will split carries. Uh, the consensus and a half PPR, he's RB31. So feel free to start him in your flex with caution. Um, okay. That was the Bruce notes there. And then Delvin is basically saying, I'm good to go. He had a shoulder thing, no longer a thing. Um, he could be in line for a solid workload if Brees is continuing to be limited. So I'm expecting a, a game time kind of decision. And, you know, obviously they're on the same team. So depending on the news that comes out, he'll be able to play, let's say, the best situation there for him. Because honestly, looking at the rest of his 
his bench. Kamara suspended, Cordell Patterson, who knows how he's going to be used now that we got Bijan and Tyler Algier. Um, Mac Hollins, what? John Michi, I think he's going to have a good year, but um, I don't know how he's going to be used. Um, it's a bad matchup with Baltimore. And then you got yeah, Josh Reynolds and somebody named Deontay Vion Wicks. <laughs> Uh, his next, I think his next best depth piece is probably Zach Ertz um, to play if he wasn't going to play a new, new York Jets running back. Yeah. So. Yeah, wow, that's quite a name. Okay. Yep. Yeah, well, with Delvin. So the, the Jets are taking on the Bills on Monday Night Football. The Cook brothers are playing against each other. I can just see the the poetry now as the, you know, uh, who calls the Monday Night game now? Is that Joe Buck? Yeah. Yeah, the Monday night game. Yeah, I mean, they're going to talk a lot about uh, uh, Corey's boy, um, the guy who died last year and is now playing again. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Mims? Huh? Mims? No, oh, the physical Baltimore Buffalo, or the Buffalo Bill. Oh, DeMar. Yeah, DeMar. Yeah, Julian's guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'll, you know I mean? they'll be pumping like, that. They would. They would talk a lot about the Cook brothers playing, yeah. But instead, it's going to be a lot about Demar. Oh yeah, Demar and Aaron. Demar will have half a tackle, and they'll freak out for twenty minutes. It'll be the Demar and Aaron Rodgers show, and the Cooks will probably be on like ESPN two before the (laughs) game. They'll mention it once. So the Spanish telecast will be all over it. Yeah, Telemundo. Um, I can see it now. The Cook brothers are each going to have two touchdowns. James James Cook's going to have a day for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, what I'm hoping. Yeah, so, I mean, even with what we've talked about so far, um, I'm going – I'm going I'm – st- I still see Corey's offense outscoring Julian's by a 10-point margin. Um, Corey's had the best defense in the league for the last – two years, three years, and I think it continues. Um, I think he's going to outscore his defense by another 10 points. Um, so for my shoots and ladders game of the week, uh, give me Corey 215 to 195. 215 to 195. Okay. Nice. Well, oh, the doctor's here now. I had to lock your dog up. Hi. I don't know. Say hi to the podcast. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Dr. Up, Dr. Says hi. <laughs> Where is he in here? Yeah, he's in there. So um, yeah, so to the wide receivers, um, I don't think I finished up there. I mean, Corey's wide receivers are just absurd. Um, it probably, you know, he's up there with the best in the, the league. Uh tight end, at least the question is now answered that Kelsey won't play. So I give an easy advantage there to Julian for Pat Fryermuth, who I I mean, he's – I like him anyway. He's no Travis Kelsey, but now that Kelsey's out, easy advantage there for Friar move. Yeah, I, I think the defense is close, too. Uh, Corey's is better. Um, both of these guys are starting a rookie defensive back, which is a little risky. They got your uh, – Corey's got your Bama boy, Jordan Battle, and yeah. then uh, Jartavius Martin for Julian. So we'll see what the rookies can do. Both of them are expected to have immediate impacts, though, so that'll be interesting to watch. Um, I think Lamar is a difference maker in this uh, matchup. Uh, playing against 
Um, not Lamar. What am I talking about? Um, Hurts. Hurts, yeah. Hurts is, is a lock for, you know, top three QB every week. Um, so I will call this my upset of the week because I think the River Rats get the job done with an impressive win over the preseason number one. Nice. Kelsey makes that big of a deal for you, huh? Oh, uh, what's that? Kelsey Kelsey makes that big of an impact. Yeah. Kinda, or do you it, think if Kelsey's playing, you'd still pick it the same way? Uh, I don't know. That might be kind of the difference maker for me. Yeah. And okay. That hurts. That hurts for sure. Man, every time you're talking, it's all quiet. And then when it's my turn to talk, like Brendan comes in or the dog start, starts barking, it's it's a cluster over here. Don't worry about it, bud. It's no big deal. It's week one, man. We're having fun. We're partying hard. We're making it happen. We're good. We're all uh, working right. the kinks out. Last game of the week, uh, me uh, and the Bijan Dijon, Mustard on the Beho uh, versus Dump Truck Dave uh, and Dave. Um, so I love that his name is like is – like, um, uh, little four word uh, abbreviation of his team is dump. It's fantastic. <laughs> I just want to give him a shout out for that. Um, it, but uh, it works. Let, me let, let me let you go on this matchup and you tell us. Okay. It's quiet over here for now. So yeah, I'll take advantage while I can. Um, so unfortunately, you know, it's, this is a little bit of a letdown after covering the last matchup of two powerhouses. I don't think either of these teams are making it to the playoffs. Sorry, Rich, but um, we I don't want to. Gotta, start with I know. Bargain, girl. <laughs> hey, I, I I respect that game. Um, we got a good quarterback matchup, though. I I think Tua slept on in the fantasy community. Community, I like Tua. I hope he can stay healthy because I, I think he does better than That's people why. give him credit for. That's why. Um, I yeah, and I like Trevor too. I think Trevor's in for a good week. I think Tua's in for a good week. So I see this one honestly as a toss-up at QB. Yeah, I mean, I do like the Trev matchup a little bit better uh, than I like the Tua matchup, um, and it is going to be interesting to see. You know, Tua's first game back after you know getting his bell rung, you know, seventeen million times, like he was the fucking hunchback in Notre Dame, but like, right. Is he going to be the same player? Is he going to be tentative? Is he going to maybe not quite have the that like zip on the ball that he used to, or is his decision making going to be a little bit different? Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. That's the concern. He's been practicing falling all off season. So <laughs> was it jujitsu or something? So we'll see if it pays off. We'll see. It's about that confidence, though, you know. Will he have that right. confidence in the pocket that his guys are going to block for him? Or, you know, the first time somebody flies by him and smacks him in the helmet, is he going to kind of get PTSD and, like, start fucking being like, a coach, I can't go, right? Yeah, having Vietnam flashbacks and shit. Exactly. So what do you think about the running backs here? Running backs. Um, does Bijan feast early? Do they just completely unleash him? What do you think? Yes. Uh, okay. I think I, I think Atlanta is going to be running this kind of like muddle huddle. Everybody goes everywhere. At least that's what the that's what the rumors have been out of camp that Bijan's going to line up in the slot and he's going to run speed sweeps and he's going to run slants and they're going to run screens out of those positions with them. So, um, and I think they're going to do this with all their weapons. Uh, with I mean they got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, which I'm still high on. 
Bijan, Cordero. Um, so Mac Hollins, I think they're going to just get everybody involved early. And I think they know who their best player is right now. And it's Bijan. With that kind of draft capital too. I mean, they're, they're going to use them, but. I mean, if we're I also supply, if, using if we think in, but... Jameer Gibbs is going to be used by Detroit, why right. would not Bijan be used the same way? No, I, I hear you. It's just weird seeing a rookie. You know, we see it, we expect so much already from him, but I do think that will be the Dude, case. He's, he's he's going third overall in um, startup drafts in Dynasty. Yeah. Yep. So. I got him eighth overall in a redraft in my work league uh, two nights ago. So I was pretty excited about that. No, that's nice. Eighth overall yeah. on a redraft league. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? What a find. Um, yeah, even even if it's a little slower of a start for Bijan, which I don't think either of us expect, uh, seeing Cam Akers there hurts my heart. Um, and I do think he's in for a good year too. So I think he uh I think your running backs here are better than Dave's, even though Aaron Jones, I think, is in for a big year. I think the Packers are gonna run a lot, breaking in that new quarterback. We'll see what that offense looks like now. They've even said they want to run it more. So yeah. I think Aaron Jones will be the main beneficiary of that. Agreed. I like Ramondre Stevenson. I, I think he takes a little bit of a hit, though, with Zeke in town now. So I don't think he, his expectations are quite as high as they were. Yeah, agree with that. You know, I, I read the other day that, yeah, Zeke's been getting a lot of work, um, especially in, like, pass protection type stuff, which is weird because he always came off the field in those situations, but – um, yeah, we're gonna get him more well, looks, catching the football, which I thought was weird too. So we'll see oh, how yeah. the pass blocking doesn't surprise me because he looks like a hefty boy these days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's kind of sits like there. a fullback, Zeke. <laughs> there you go. They run two back sets and Zeke running, yeah. running, running the running the alley. Um, exactly. I, think, I think Dave has me wide receivers hands down. Uh, he has a very good trio of wide receivers here with uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, St. Brown and Wilson, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I was, I, I didn't say anything I didn't mean, but I was hoping to butter you up a little bit with the running back talk because the wide receiver matchup isn't even close. I love John Dotson. If he has a bad year or, you know, if he's like, I, I think he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver this year. Um, he could be. And I drafted very, very... him like that in redraft league. So if he underperforms, I'm in trouble in a lot of leagues. Yeah. I, I, I've, the more I've read about him, the more I've watched of him, the more in love I've fallen uh, for Jahan Dotson. I got some big Jahan Dotson love. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very high on him. I'm a stud, number one wide receiver. Garrett Wilson, stud, number one wide receiver um, for an Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, cap, you know, quarterback team. So, um, yeah, he's, he's smoking me in the wide receiver group. Now, that being said, I do think – I do think – um, my wide receivers are serviceable. They're not absolute garbage, uh, but they're they're just not what Dave has. Yeah, that you know, it, you caught some shrapnel when uh, when I was reviewing teams. I'm not a fan of your wide receivers. Well, I mean, um, why would you be? They're, they haven't done anything yet, right? No, right. We'll see what Nico can do. He's got a golden opportunity ahead of him, so um, mm -hmm. I just need to see it first from him. For sure. And, and yeah, it's, you got to prove it, right? And everybody I have on my wide receiver group right now is like 23 years old, except for Jay, Zell, Jay Jones. And they're all fucking lotto tickets, right? So yeah. one of the, like two of these guys have to hit, and then I just cut the rest and start over again with yeah. my draft picks. And hopefully Someone get Marvin hit. Harrison. 
So there, there you go. Starving for Marvin. There you go. There you go. Yeah, and the, the John Dotson, it's nice for Dave that he has a future Hall of Famer throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think about the defenses, or, or do you want to touch on tight ends at all? Uh, not much to mention on tight end. You're starting a rookie, so I'll give the advantage to Dave. I, I think Gerald Everett's pretty vanilla, but a rookie tight end, I have a they don't generally produce. I might be Cole Komet. I might be Kincaid. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm on the fence. I don't know where I'm going to go yet. Okay, yeah. fair enough. They'll give uh, you something to root for on Monday night if you play Dalton. You That's kind of yeah. what I was thinking. It's always nice to have that like ace in the hole for a Monday night football game. Um, so defense, I don't know. I might. Yeah, I, so, I think I might have the edge, but let's hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, you're the DB whisperer, man. As much as you, you know, sold off your pieces. Last year, it's like you. No matter what you do, you can't have a bad secondary. <laughs> Everything you touch, as far as DBs go, they're all 13, 14, 15 point guys. Um, I don't know what it is, but if you teach a class, let me know. Okay. Uh, I'll think about it. I could use a pointer. A special segment on uh, DB scouting. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I, I, I love uh, Ernest Jones this year. I think he's in for a big year. Uh, you trade raped me for him, so I'm sure he'll pop now. off. Just like right now. <laughs> it was you. You <laughs> offered him, and I accepted the offer. Man, you can't call that a trade. <laughs> I I was waiting and waiting and waiting. Like I'm like, when is this guy gonna do something? Yeah. And I finally gave him to you, and I think he popped off for like 13 or 14 the next week after weeks of yep. five, six, maybe seven. So, uh, yeah, I sold him one week too early. Like seven weeks, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, You know, there's this freedom that comes with having a team like mine where you can just, like, take chances on guys and just, like, hope, uh, right, where you're not so, like, tight. We're like, oh, I got to win. I have to compete. I need, you know, cream of the crop guys. It's nice to be able to, like, float a couple things out there and take some chances. Yeah, you can buy a lot of lotto tickets when you don't have a mortgage to pay. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Um, uh, I right. do. Like, uh, I do like Dave's linebackers a lot too, though. That, that's a really good group. Dre Greenlaw, especially Josie Jewell. I really like Josie Jewell. I'm same. Um, and I, I also really like Dexter Dexter Lawrence as a DT. I don't know if he's going to produce as much. Like that's going to be reflective of how good of a football player he is. Yeah. But I just really like that dude as far as football goes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and my D-line, again, they're all wild cards, man. They're all uber-talented first-round picks, other than Jonathan Greenman. Um, yeah. So I just need some of these guys to come on. There's been so many times I've cut guys who are young, who weren't producing, that are now on other teams that are absolute studs. So I'm going to take I'm gonna take the, the beatings this year, and if none of these guys hit, and just continue to hold on to them and trust draft capital and NFL scouts. Diamond hands. That's it. So does got, uh, does one does one name stick out to you? One that's especially painful. What's that now? Does one name stick out to you that's especially painful that you dropped and someone scooped up and now they're producing on another team? Um, I'd have to go back and look. I've had so many guys on my team. Uh, hold on, let me see right now. If I look at the starting laps, I'll probably see one guy. Just give okay. me one second. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah, when I gave when I gave Brendan back Miles Garrett, how about that one? Um, <laughs> uh bring it up every year. Uh, You're a good sport on that. That could uh 
I could have really gotten the league fired up. Before we changed to edge rushers, I had Harold Landry on my team. Um, and got rid of him. Um, I had Hassan Reddick before he became an edge rusher. Ooh. Um, other than that, I think that's it. There's a couple other guys that are on people's benches. Uh, but yeah, probably, you know, not, not realizing what the edge rusher thing was going to do, uh, and not really stocking up on guys like that early. Um, I think really screwed me in the D line yeah. area, but sure. anyway, who's not on this man? I think we spent way too much time on this dog shit matchup. So, uh, <laughs> who are you uh, thinking? Um, sorry to say it, but I have Dave getting his first win as a member of the HFFL. Yeah. I don't think you're too heartbroken to hear it. So no, I'm not. No, I don't I, grind I have, my teeth too much when I say that. I have it. I have Dijon Dijon losing uh, to the dump truck, okay. uh, 171 to 154, and uh, sure. 154 is going to be my potential points as well. I'm going to be 100 percent effective this year, and I'm still gonna <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to still get that number one overall pick. Um, That's so, yeah, the dream. I have, I have Dave blowing me out. Um, all right, so. Let's wrap this thing up. We've been going for an hour and a half now. Uh, final thought. What are you most excited about this year, bud? Uh, Cooper Cup getting healthy and staying healthy while Aaron Donald and TJ Watt are still healthy. Um, that, that'd that be big for me. So I hope it happens. Um, but for NFL purposes, I am excited for the Lions hosting and then winning a playoff game. I think I was three or four. Last time it happened, or I don't know, maybe a little older, but I didn't watch the game. I didn't care. Now I, I really care. I'm about to put on my Motor City uh, Dan Campbell T-shirt before this yep. game here yeah. in 50 minutes. <clears throat> so um, it's something I've really never seen in my life before, and it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it would be great. Uh, I was alive um, last time it happened. Uh, I don't remember it. Uh, all I remember yeah. is watching highlights, but that'd be yeah. really good to see. Um, I, I'm excited because I think this it's going to be interesting how this league plays out. I think there's so many competitive teams and good owners, like really good, solid owners that we have. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see the Nico Collins growth. I think there's really high expectations for him, even on a ship team. Um, guys like Cam Akers to see what really happens with his situation now that it'll be like a full year since like you know, him and McVeigh just couldn't get get along. Uh, and honestly, it's it's exciting to have a, a haul like I did in the draft this year and to see kind of what these rookies do. What does Bijan do? What does Kincaid do? What does JSN do, right? Um, can can Roshan Johnson carve a roll out in Chicago with Khalil Herbert? Um, it's just – it's something to look forward to. I mean, it just, it just proves uh, that you can suck at this. Uh, you can tear your team down and still have – things you're looking forward to and things that you can be excited about uh, that aren't uh, winning every week. Um, and, and you know how good it feels when you're the, you're the bottom of the barrel dog shit team and you get a win. Um, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Uh, so I'm going really to remember that this season. Um, uh, last, last, last point I wanted to make is big game tonight. Lions chiefs. Uh, what are you taking? What's your bet? Oh, well, first game of the year. So, you know, I got plenty of action out there. Um, but 
you hated on this guy earlier. I think David Montgomery is in for a massive season. Um, I have, oh, where is it? Um, I have him to score one touchdown tonight, anytime touchdown. I hit that fairly hard. I also sprinkled for him to score two or more touchdowns um, tonight. Um, I know everyone's all over the Jameer Gibbs hype train, and I think he's legit. I think he's the real deal. But the Lions have over 2,000 all-purpose yards and 25 touchdowns up for grabs from running backs after the departure of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. I think Montgomery is going to lead the way on the ground. So um, I would say don't, you know, Jameer Gibbs is going to be awesome. We all hope. But I wouldn't sleep yeah. on the guy who the Lions targeted and snatched up quickly in free agency for three years, 18 milli. So yeah. um, I think they're going to use him. Uh, I I have a lot of faith in Montgomery this year. And, of course, I get to play against him tonight or, or this week with Brandon. Yeah. So that's fun for yeah. me. That's good. Um, so I have – I got Lions uh, money line. I got it early. I got it at 245. I got the DraftKings special. Uh, if they score or get up by seven points, I automatically win that bet. I max that bitch yep. out. But a little piece to think about, I think um, Patrick Mahomes is going to be using his legs a lot tonight. So if you can, the current over-under for Patrick Mahomes rushing yards is 20 and a half. I think wow. slam that over. I think slam that over at minus 110, minus 120, depending on the site you use. Um, I think you're going to see about 25 to 35-yard rushing by Patrick Mahomes. I think that's a good bet. I'm going to go – once we hang up here, I'm going to go look for that one because that right. makes a lot of sense. Uh, I also have – I told you this one. I moved the line for the Lions. This was before Travis Kelsey was deemed out. But, uh, you know, screw the money line bet. I moved the Lions to Lions minus – Two and a half, yeah, yeah, plus two fourteen odds with Lions that by a so, field goal. Let's go yeah, field goal <laughs> or more odds. plus two fourteen. Let's go. I like it. All right, bud. Uh, I think that's cool. it. It's a long one for week one, figuring out some stuff, but we did it. I think it was quality. Um, thanks for hanging out with me and 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 hosting, and I look forward to having you back in the future. Absolutely, it's a pleasure doing it. Um, long fun season ahead. Sorry that the dog was a little obnoxious there for a little bit. Got me a little rattled in the meantime, but hopefully we recovered. Um, I had fun, though, Rich. Thanks for having me on. We're all good, man. All right, everybody, good luck. Week one. Here we go. Go Lions. Go Lions. Go Lions.